the bottom line bombs of the sports gambling podcast network. Um, <laughs> it's brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com backslash pool. That's birddogs.com backslash pool. And I should have said this is the NBA draft hat night show bomb version. That episode of the bottom line bombs. And with that, you're getting this. Yes, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ, so why not? Never like that. Sorry about that man in the box thing. Man in the box stuff. You know how that goes. Um, I never liked my voice when I first start coming on here. But I'm also... Sorry. Oh, that's loud. That was real loud. I'm especially in the box today. That's why uh, you heard a little buzz there. But I am welcome to this. I am CJ Sullivan. Uh, Sean and Ryan are out in Vegas. So they literally just threw me in a box. Me and Picks Dundee. Um, he helped me out with his with his soundboard. So I, I like I, I, I like when I get the Picks Dundee soundboard. I can do all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Like I said, I am the man in the box. <laughs> Uh, on today's show, we do have it's NBA Hat Night tomorrow, Thursday, June twenty second. Today is Wednesday, June twenty first. We do it live Monday and Wednesday at noon Pacific. Let me get to the comments section here. Um, we already got some coming in. Uh, every every day, man. Oh, we already got JC from KC coming in there. Sound the alarms. It's time to drop some bombs. I like, I like that. I need you as a hype man. I need anyone to help me out. Except being the guy in the box trying to self-produce. I keep saying self-produce like everyone else doesn't do that. But when you have so many great box takes, it's hard to balance it out. But anyway, it's NBA draft tomorrow night. So we're going to break down the NBA draft and we're going to give out some prop bombs uh, for that. Also, I want to back. I can't just give you my 90 to one winner in the U S open and not give more golf bombs. The people demand it. So after the NBA draft bombs, I want to give out the uh, little mini preview of the Travelers Championship out in Hartford, and uh, give out a few more golf bombs. Hopefully, we can get another uh, another long shot. I got a few more, literally a few more bomb bombs, because they like calling those bombs those, uh, you know. But like I said, I'm just a I'm just a man. I'm just here to bring diversity to the set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Point guard position. And now that I got Colby D's soundboard back, I mean, that was my, my favorite Doug Gottlieb soundbite. The white man's perspective. Everyone's like, okay, all right, great. And uh, anyway, so we'll have golf, we'll have NBA draft, and of course, the man in the box at the end. We'll talk about that. We got to talk about that submarine story. It's amazing. An amazing, amazing take. Yeah, the, the Doug Gottlieb. Oh, man. That was, I can, I can never get, never get tired. Of that sound, but that white man's perspective sound, but it's fucking hot in here. I did a Juneteenth episode, obviously Juneteenth, and then I did a Juneteenth Man in the Box video. If you follow my handles and all that, watch my promo Man in the Box clips. I put up Man in the Box clips, and the last one I did was Juneteenth. Uh, I thought it was a pretty funny take on Juneteenth. Not a lot, not a lot of white comics are <laughs> dare to tackle the Juneteenth. Because no one really wants them to. But anyway, I did. But what's funny, like I said, I got comments now on these videos and I have to deal with that. And you do toe a line when you're like that. People are like, thank you. Thank you for explaining it to me. I thought it was like made a like Star Wars Day or made a fifth be with you or something like that. I'm like, oh boy. Made a fourth be with you. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a spokesman for any ignorance. I'm uh, ignorant as it is. I don't need the, I don't need to help out anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, we'll get into that show. We got a nice show today. Uh, we went two and one. 
Monday with the with the baseball with the diamond bombs. After we, we recapped all that stuff, we hit uh, the Tigers over. Uh, yeah, Jordan Lyles, who went to 0-15 with the Royals. We won Wake Forest. They had a nice little comeback victory. They do what they do. Uh, we lost the Twins. They're, the, the Twins are just hilariously terrible. So we'll take a 2-1. This, this is the time, the Black Hole Sun moment. This is, this is what Soundgarden was talking about with Black Hole Sun, I believe. This is two months before football when you get nothing but baseball. So now we're just stretching it out. We're doing golf bombs. We're doing NBA draft bombs. We don't care. Just wear the suits and put on the hats. Although, I mean, you have to get into baseball. You have to do it. I do have this. I do love my the Cincinnati Reds. They're not my team, but I, I'm I'm on them this year. I just I took them before they went on this ten game win streak, just because I like their nucleus. And the NL Central is just garbage. I have an eighteen to one to win that division. They're now like three to one. Um, they play the Rockies again tonight. I got that rookie pitcher hasn't given up a run yet. Take him again. Run line minus one thirty. Matter of fact, I want to I want to toss that out there. Let me toss a little. Let me get that. Uh, that's a bonus bomb. I wasn't even planning on giving that out. What the hell is that sound effect? That's a problem with this soundboard. I don't know where anything is. Uh, <laughs> hold on. This is so. Um, Picks Dundee. He has so many things on here. Here it is. Good for him. Because Pick Sunday's an entertainer. He knows. He knows you need all the sound bites you can handle. Um, so yeah, take those reds minus run and a half. I'll give that. That's a free bonus bomb that I wasn't even about. Wasn't even going to uh oh, I thought I did show that to you. I'll hide it. Um So yeah, hopefully the Reds can take down an awful, 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 awful division. So I have an 18 no, I'm like 300 to one to win a series. 150 to 1 to win the pendulum. Because once you get in there, who knows what can happen. But that's not the point. It is hot. It's hot in here. No air conditioning. Can't have air conditioning during the show. Gets noisy. So then I sweat. Uh, air conditioning, it's it's getting hot all over the country. Uh, we're, in, we're in L.A. It's barely even that hot here, but it's hot everywhere else. It's crazy hot everywhere else. This is not only is this a baseball season, the, the the dark days where you can only bet on baseball or watch baseball and sports, but it's also air conditioning season. The most important question you can ask, let's say you get you're going to get a little summer, you know, summer frisky, because because guys out there, uh, let me little tip, you know, girls get frisky in the summer. Christmas and summer is when women get the they get frisky. I read that in Blender magazine years ago. Uh, anyway, uh, most important question you can ask these ladies, though, uh, if you think something might be f- fortunate in your way of a romantic evening or something, even even more important question than are you married, to be honest with you, or you have a relationship, whatever, is uh, do you have air conditioning? Okay? That's just a little tip from the man in the box for you. Ask these women if they have air conditioning. You know, if they're married, who cares? Whatever. If they, if they have central air, whatever. Let them do whatever they want to do. You go over there, you put your balls in the freezer if you have to. I mean, some of these women's apartments are so fucking hot. God, they love it hot. It's just wood and wool blankets and a thousand pillows of stuffed animals and everything's just cottony and just fucking hot. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why, that's why I gave it a bonus bomb. <laughs> JC from KC corrected me. The red, the red's already hit. That's why. That's that's how I guarantee it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna up that play then. Reds beat the Rockies five to three. It already happened this morning. I forgot that today is Thursday. I mean Wednesday, which is businessman special. Thursday's getaway day. Wednesday's businessman special. A lot of early games today. So all right. So obviously, <laughs> so at least it was a winner. At least I didn't give out a loser post after the, after it played. I honestly didn't realize that game. I thought that game was tonight. Oh well. Um, but thank you, JC from KC. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I gave out a winner. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, these fucking women's apartments. Holy shit, they just love it. Heats his wood and fucking blankets and God, they're always cold, so they keep it hot as possible. So before you make that huge mistake. We're going back to make sure they have air conditioning centrally. I don't care what it is. I just need air. I need air conditioning in, in just in life in general. I revolve my entire day around air conditioning. 
Movies, casinos, they all have amazing air conditioning. CVS, mwah, mwah, chef's kiss to a CVS. They have industrial strength air conditioning. <laughs> I can't, I, uh, just the doors, they open like a church, you know, like, wow. You just like, you walk in, but the motion, you can just spin around. People, people usually hate going to those places. Like, well, you know, your Walgreens, your CVSs. I love it. I could fake shop in there for eight hours just for that air. It's incredible air conditioning. They know I'm not there to shop. I'm getting my blood pressure taken in the back. I'm looking at speaker magazines. Who knows what I'm doing? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I say CVS is the best air conditioning. So that's what I. That's my tip for. That's my summer summer tip for your C generates out there. Make sure those girls have air conditioning before you, before you follow them back home. <laughs> before you follow them. And we do follow them. Anyway. Um, I am the man in the box. Let me do a quick grad read, and we'll come back, and we'll talk some NBA draft tonight. So, first, let me tell you about bird dogs. They make you look good. These new bird dog stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through thigh and leg give you a truly sculpted look. They use anti-stink sweat, watching wicking fabric, and keep you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com backslash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com backslash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you, and as I like to say, with the bird dog shorts, because they have it all. They have the mesh shorts. They have the bathing suits, and they have the khakis. They have anything you need. Mesh shorts, you need a new pair of mesh shorts. Get a new pair of mesh shorts. No matter what your old pair is, you need a new pair just to have it. You know, the waistband stretches out. The string gets bad. And who knows? I mean, you know, and you know how crusty they are. Who knows what you did in them? We do. I know what your shorts did last summer, as Jennifer Love Hewitt would have to say. Um, and khakis, I say this every time. Get yourself a nice, fresh pair of good khakis, slim fit for the summer. You need a new pair that's good to go that can be versatile like these because a summer day will get away from you. Next thing you know, you're out, and it's nighttime, and it's just you in the shorts. You're like, uh-oh, I guess, I guess I'm out. No going back now. I was at a barbecue earlier. Now I'm out with people. Jesus, we're at a bar, and you're going to need those shorts to get you in, not get you kicked out of things. That's where Bird Dog comes in. All right. Bill Cruz says, take the under 65 degrees on that AC. I know. I hammered that under. My AC. I like when people, people fuck around with the 73, 74. No way. Put it on. I want to feel like I'm in the Arctic. Can you crisp this thing up? I want it like Dave Letterman's studio. 55. And alive. Alert. Ready to go. Anyway, we're back here in the box. Welcome to the box. Uh, <laughs> it is NBA draft. Hot night. The NBA draft used to be good. I should play a song. I can't, I can't. I shouldn't just do that. I shouldn't just break right in there because you're gonna have a whole, a whole panel. Then you have the one white guy. You know, me, the man in the box. Me, I'm just here to bring diversity to this set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Sure. Point guard position. The uh, NBA draft night used to be pretty. Used to be kind of fun. You should know who the fuck these players are. Now no one knows who anybody is out there. They're either foreign players. They're coming from the G League. Half the, half the players in this year's draft are from, they play for overtime elite. What the fuck is that? Great. Anyway, but there's a lot of props to take advantage of. Um, well, i tell you what I do like about the NBA tr uh, draft is the, the what makes it fun is the obviously the suits. Everyone loves the suits and the hats. If you see the thumbnail that I made, it's funny watching these uh, basketball players have to put on ball caps under, especially when they have a huge afro. If it's like really stopped, kicked out and punked, it's beautiful. There's Lonnie Walker. He's famously just sat on top and floating. So, so they have a crazy suit. So I don't know why they have to. They love it. It's their, it's their, it's their prom. It's fun. But what I like is the trades. There's so many trades in the NBA draft night. And they always, it's, it's, it's different than the NFL draft. 
where the NFL draft will be like, okay, the Eagles and the Broncos made a trade. Denver is now drafting 13th. The Eagles are getting, you know, the 19th and the fourth rounder or something. So then they switch teams like a normal, so you can follow along. The NBA doesn't do that. The NBA announces trades after the draft is uh, <laughs> completed for some reason. They do like by the books. Everything's book bookkeeping with the fucking NBA. So there's reports of it. You know what I mean? Like they'll be like, oh, the Spurs and the Bucks traded. But so so the Bucks are drafting, but this is actually the Spurs pick. They're just going to pick for them. Then you just have to trust that the other team picks for you. It's so bizarre. When you watch a draft tomorrow night, there'll be like reports of trades, but nothing's official. So you have to do like an honor system. Like if you ran for uh, class president in school, someone would be like, all right, you vote for me and I'll vote for you. And some kid try to cheat, scam you that way. I don't want to vote for myself. So I'll vote for you. You vote for me. Don't fall for that. But that's what they do. <clears throat> the Sixers famously, uh, when they drafted Sean Bradley, number two overall, um, they could have had Chris Weber, the Sixers. I, I don't want to talk shit about Sean Bradley, who's now paralyzed from a bicycle accident. Uh, but he was a bust. The Sixers had the number two pick. Orlando had like the one pick or Golden State had three. That's what it was. And the f- top three picks were Chris Webber, Sean Bradley, and Penny Hardaway. And the Sixers had the number two pick and they wanted, they could have had Chris Webber. All they had to do, see, Orlando didn't want Chris Webber because they already had Shaq. And they're like, that'd be too much low post action. And they were right. So they wanted Penny Hardaway, but they didn't want to take him number one overall because, you know, their value was him at three. So the six, so, but they can't, you can't just trade in the NBA like that. In the NBA, Orlando's like, okay, we'll be number one. We're going to take Penny Hardaway or we're going to take Chris Webber. And then whoever takes Penny Hardaway, we'll trade with you afterwards. All right. We'll meet up afterwards. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like being seated at a wedding, you know? Everyone's like, all right, everyone sit where your place cards say you're sit. That all right, then afterwards, after the fucking bride dances with the dad, then everyone can move around. But until then, for the pictures, this is what we're doing. Let's keep some order here. So, uh, Orlando drafted Weber, and then the Sixers drafted Sean Bradley, number two, because they quote unquote were afraid. That if or if Orlando never traded with them, they'd be stuck with Penny Hardaway. God forbid. God forbid you're stuck with an all-star guard, six-nine guard, Penny Hardaway. Phew! Dodge that bullet. Now we have a seven-foot-six Mormon running around, eating forty thousand calories a day from Pat Croce and throwing up thirty-eight thousand of them. Um, I mean, God bless Sean Bradley. No, nothing against him personally, but but that's because they couldn't trust the draft. It's so crazy the way they do these trades. Speaking of seven six, and the number one pick, of course, today, tonight, tomorrow night is uh, depends on when you're listening. Will be Victor Embiana for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, maybe they 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 like saying, "Well, we don't know what we're gonna do with the pick yet." You know what you're gonna fucking do when you you guys pop champagne already when a ping pong ball bounce your way. Can't act like you don't know what's gonna happen, what you're gonna do. You're 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 taking Wimbiana. We all know you're taking Wimbiana. We're watching him in New York. Watch him throwing out the first pitch of the Yankees. We're watching him hold a baseball. Look at him standing. Look at him standing next to JJ Reddick. Look at him standing next to the guy from the subway. He's taller than ever. They love me <laughs> pointing out they're they're a fucking freak. Speaking of Sean Bradley, uh, there was a. There was a um, an amazing story <laughs> that Andy Rooney did, my hero, the the original man in the box, Andy Rooney. He did a, he did he did a field report one time. It was on Sean Bradley, basically, and he's interviewing Bradley. I think I had a book or something. He had a he had a, a regular size wife. Well, I should say regular size wife compared to him because he's seven foot six. You know, she was like five seven or whatever. I don't know what she was, but and he was talking about. Um, 
It's actually an inspiration for a sketch me and Brady Novak once did called Cod Bunting. Um, he was talking about like, yeah, you know, it's tough. People think I'm a freak. They ask me all, all they do is ask me these freak questions. I'm, I'm like, I'm a normal person, you know, just like you and me. What well, I'm just happen to be taller, you know. And so he's telling a sob story about that. And the whole time, Andy Rooney's like putting on his jacket. Look, let me put my jacket on. Give me those shoes. Look how big your shoes are on me. Look at this. It was. It's. It's really. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on sixty minutes. Um. Anyway, where was I? <laughs> this NBA draft. So the trades are after the fact. The hats. That's the other thing too. That they'll they'll draft someone, and then they're interviewing. I'm like, ah, oh, well, how's it feel to go to the Atlanta Hawks? Here's your Atlanta Hawk hat. Put it on top of your box cut. And every and then they announce that they're traded, but you, you, they can't officially announce it, so they have to lie and do this uh, whole rigmarole. Hey, well, how do you feel about Atlanta? Even though you're really not going to play for there. It's like, oh, no, it sounds great. Um, yep, I love Peachtree Street, the varsity. I want to eat there, but uh, no, no, no. My agent says <laughs> that I shouldn't wear this hat, and I might be going to San Antonio, and I'm going to now have river walks and uh, dull things. So there's that. So I can't wait to see where these G-leaguers are traded up with them afterwards. Can I, can I, can I turn the guy No, no, take off the hat. It doesn't work unless we, you do the whole thing. There's already been trades, of course. You had the Bradley Beal trade. That's going to lead up to, we don't know if we're going to have uh, any other players be traded, but I like this Bradley Beal trade. Bradley Beal, I've already been claiming Bradley Beal, he ruined it. Bradley Beal was the ideal NBA player in my mind forever because he made a ton of money, max cash, <laughs> max contract, I should say. Um, hold on, I'm trying to get my own, I'm trying to get a story to come up. Here we go. And he never made the playoffs. Sorry for that pause. <laughs> Someone came to me. Uh, they always say they, they they worry for me every time they hear a pause. They think they buffered or they had a heart attack or stroke or something. Nope. Just me doing my Jim Rome pauses by myself, loading up stories. Like I say, I'm a cross between Jim Rome and Alex Jones. Screaming into a microphone. I'm a man in a box. Doing my thing. Um You know how it is. Um, but anyway, Bradley Beal had it made. He never made the playoffs. He made $250 million max codes. And when you don't make the playoffs, when you're not relevant like that, you can't be roasted. And that's all the NBA is, is black Twitter roasting you with memes and gifs. And no matter how good you are, as soon as you're second, you have a bad game in front of people, they roast you forever. I, can't, I don't understand how to handle it. Like Jimmy Butler was a god. Then he played bad at like the at the very end. Terrible. They're roasting him. Jason Tatum roast. Jer I mean Brown. Forget it. So I'm like, why? Why even? Why even try? The further you go, the closer you're going to be to being absolutely humiliated by these people. Who? Uh, and I should say, Black Twitter is hilarious, and they run the NBA. And. Uh, with the NBA should pay. I mean, I, I believe the NBA, they should be on the payroll. I don't know how you feel about reparations, but I do feel that like Black Twitter deserves. <laughs> I deserves definitely a share of whatever the NBA makes. But hey, I mean, I'm just here to bring diversity to this set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Sure. Point guard position. <laughs> Greg Anthony. Okay. Um, so Bradley Beal had that. So now he's going to go to a playoff team. Now he's going to go to Phoenix. You know, they're going to make their own super team with no bench, whatever. You can say whatever you want about Phoenix, but, I mean, blah, blah. What I know about these NBA trades is imagine being a fucking Bradley Beal fan for the Wizards if you're a kid or something. They always show those videos of those kids crying, you know, like, oh, my favorite player just got traded. But he can explain it, but I bet it's very soothing for Timmy. You know, I bet Timmy feels a lot better once his dad sits him down and says, yes, Gilbert Arenas, we traded Gilbert Arenas. But wait to hear what we got in return. We got expiring contracts, and we got to clear the books. 
That's right, son. We got great bookkeeping. The accountants, this is a trade for the accountants. Half of the NBA trades are just bookkeeping. It's just clearing salaries and numbers. And they try to get they try to sell that. Oh, they got an expiring contract. That's very coveted. <laughs> because there's so many terrible contracts. They want ones they can just write off the books. This is NBA action. Fantastic. That's the uh, that's the old uh, that's the old slogan. That's back when NBA had jingles, like I said before. Um, so now, yeah, that the other they said Zion might get traded. That that became the big news. There's no way they're going to trade Zion. Yeah, Zion's been hurt a little. I mean, sure, he has no heart. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. He just doesn't want to play when he's hurt. He's, he's thinking long term. He had that ankle injury. My God, he's showing videos of him dunking, 360 dunks before playoff games. Nah, I can't give it a go. Well, Lamar Hamlin died, and he's coming back to play for the Bills. Um, but then there's a whole thing with Zion. I need to get into all that where this uh, porn star is very upset. Hell hath no fury than an OnlyFans uh, stripper with a bullet wound on her. Yes, that's an old Chris Rock joke. Um Zion posted a gender reveal video of his girlfriend and then this porn star that he's been his side chick was not happy and blew him up and the tweets are saucy. Uh she's just tweeting all the sh- you know the direct screenshots of DMs blah 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 all the stuff the explicit details of what they did together and then she posted which I thought was hilarious she posted uh her name is uh what's her name Mariah Mills her, next, her latest one, she's an ex-porn star. She threatened to leak alleged sex tapes. She goes, my next thing is I want to do the sex tape we have. Her, This is great. She tweets at the NBA. NBA, I have sex tapes of me and Zion and also have them on this trap phone. This trap phone. The NBA, the NBA doesn't know what a trap phone is. Adam Silver doesn't know that. Tag the Pelicans, too. Trade him now. He doesn't deserve to be in New Orleans. Sex tapes dropping soon. Then she got banned from Twitter. Um, but <laughs> that's scary. Yikes. A liar and a cheat. She also tried, you will lose all your endorsements if the sex tapes drop, Zion. You about to be traded and rank and be lowered and replaced by Treyon. It's over for you, fat bust, she wrote. Jesus. She added, your NBA career light will be dimmed once the sex tapes release. It's over for you. I don't, I mean, I get it. She's angry. She has every right to be angry. I love her demanding the pelt. Trade this man just to trade him. Trade him somewhere terrible. Trade him to Cleveland. I'm going to post everything. This is the last time you betray me, Z. The sex tapes. Yeah, no shit. I don't think he's calling you back. After threatening with pussy sex tapes and calling him a fat bust. That's over the line. Especially after the things you let him do to you. And these aren't my words. These are your words. Okay. Um, so they, he must be very relieved that they she got banned from Twitter. I bet they, they someone had to call that favor in the Pelicans. David Gibbons. Someone's like, hey, uh, we have a trap queen uh, problem here, sir. Is you have a, yeah, Elon? Do you have a trap queen uh, situation over there? A policy? That that'll be interesting. <laughs> I doubt the Pelicans will trade Zion. He's good. It's not like he's a bust. Like uh, number one, play, you know, that they haven't got anything out of him. I mean, every time he, play, he when he plays, he's great. But whatever. Anyway, um, let's see what time are we looking at here. Oh Jesus, I still haven't given out my draft bombs. Let me. Um, yeah, let's talk about the. Just, all right, let me let me let me read. Uh, let me let me do an ad read. Then I'll come back. I'll give my NBA draft bombs. That's how you tease. That's how you be a professional. You tease the clip. Some bombs to bet. And I'm going to break down the Travers. 
Travelers Golf Tournament give out some long shot bombs when we can hit that. And, of course, then some man in the boxes. But first, let me tell you, tell you that we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The best ball mania four is here. And Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. $15 million. They got a rookie contract as well? Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down your favorite MLB and college baseball player prop. So many ways to win over on Underdog and active in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're back here in the bottom line, Bobs. Uh, I am your host, CJ Sov. We're talking NBA draft. I haven't given out my bombs yet, but now I'm about to. Also, thank you for everyone who is watching live on YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe button and do all the, uh, you know, hit the likes too. You got to hit likes. You got to thumbs up it. Yeah, I have to know that you liked it. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, this draft. I got I to gotta, I gotta click off this uh, Mariah Mills article off my laptop because, one, you got Mariah Mills in your search bar. Woo-wee. Now you got all kinds of things coming at you. And it's a New York Post article. I got this other article I was going to pull up. It's a New York Post. But New York Post, Jesus Christ, with their spams. It's unbelievable. So many viruses. It's like an old man. I, I, I love the New York Post. I think they're hilarious. I mean, yes, they're a rag and they're, they do terrible things. But they have some of the best comedy writers just in general, which you, which you don't want for a newspaper. But I think it's entertainment. Anyway. Um, <laughs> they had a law student. They. Not the New York Post. The NBA draft. A law student entered the NBA draft through a loophole, despite no hoops experience. I don't know why this is fun, but it is. A law student from Florida was bored. He started reading through the... Uh, what is it? The... Um, let me see. He discovered a loophole allowed him to become eligible for Thursday draft, despite having no prior experience. He made a bet, went to the draft. He was, uh, here it was. Mm-hmm. He's a lifelong Heat fan, so blah, blah, blah. You have a three-month, four-month window to do this, he says. Because that window, many people think, blah, 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 if there's some paperwork to fill out, and that's it. That's what it really is. So that, see, that doesn't mean he's going to be drafted, but he is eligible. What is the thing he read? Jesus Christ. These fucking New York Post articles are the worst. I think he's going to be at the draft. This is back in the day, but back when now there's only like two rounds. I can't I can't read this article. This this thing is this thing is giving me 50 fucking viruses on my computer. Probably the New York Post website. Uh, but this guy, he was lost and he started reading through the bargain agreement, or whatever. They, they, and he said, realize, oh, anyone can enter. And he can. You have to be like a year removed from college, no eligibility, blah, blah, blah. But it's funny. The reason why I didn't bring this article up because it's funny because before when this, the NBA draft would just go forever, you know, back when it was, wasn't a TV show, it was like in a hotel lobby or something. And it would be all kinds of rounds. And then people would, owners would just draft their friends' kids and shit. Like Red Auerbach one time, like, ah, the Boston Celtics select crippled kid Tommy Sizemore. Oh, I said Tom Sizemore, the Skagnetti actor, R.I.P. Uh, but, you know, Billy Bushwhacker, he's in a wheelchair. He's going to love having cigars on the Celtics. And then real players will get drafted after him. Like, what? I got, I got drafted after a kid in a wheelchair? That's right, because I'm Red Auerbach. Anyway, let's get to today. Let's get to the actual draft and give out some bombs. Now, you got to be careful when you're betting the draft. You realize that with football, there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of smoke screens. But then once Woj gets a hold of something, it's real. He was wrong last year on one thing. One thing and then uh, that kind of ruined the numbers for everything. So now when... He gives out something like the, the numbers move, but people are a little more careful because it is still is the draft. I think he did that on purpose, just to be like, because he's so accurate. He was like when Adams, not Adam Silver, when uh, 528 guy predicted every county of the election. Like, okay, well, what's the point of any of this? Anyway, um, let's get into the draft. 
So, like we said, number one is going to be uh, Victor Ambiana. There's no sense betting that because he's like minus 50,000. So, to win like $5, you have to bet like 50,000. Uh, the number two pick for a while, this went back and forth. It started off Brandon Miller. Uh, the man who was in the wrong place, wrong time. The right place, right time, I'm sorry, when he handed a gun to his buddy to kill someone. He was in the right place, right time, because he was in Alabama, where that's no problem. Brandon Miller, now he's he's getting interviewed by teams, and he's coming with a letter from his lawyer. First thing you do is he hands you a letter from his lawyer. Can you read that? All right, you can't ask me anything on here. And all right. It's between him and Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson, I bet him uh, yesterday... When he was minus 210, because that's where all the rumors were going to. And then apparently uh, Michael Jordan has to be one last one last asshole move by Michael Jordan. The Charlotte Hornets owner who's selling his selling his rights to the team, selling his ownership. Of course, he puts out a smoke screen. They wanted Brandon Miller the entire time. Of course he does. So now Brandon Miller is like minus 650 because it's just guaranteed he's going number two. So I'm fucked on that. I got to hope Jordan's just being Jordan again, which who knows? He usually has. He usually comes up with the worst picks possible. He usually just takes players that are like he took like Adam Morrison, he takes Gonzaga Whites, took uh, Kaminsky. There's some from North Carolina. He always likes taking Whites because he he just likes to berate people. I think he really enjoys berating white people, which I get it, but why ruin your franchise for it? Anyway, um, <laughs> so it looks like Brandon Miller's going number two. There's no value there. That thing's over with. If you like Scoot Anderson, I mean, you can get him Pelts money now, uh, but I wouldn't do it because that seems like it's a done deal. Now, then is Amen Thompson supposed to go number four? The Thompson Twins. That's fun. That sounds like an 80s pop group, right? The Thompson Twins, weren't they something? Amen Thompson and his brother, Asor Thompson. They're both from Overtime Elite. See, that's the thing. Half these teams are overtime elite, these G Leagues. Like, what the, what the fuck are these people? I know three guys in this whole draft. I mean, whatever, you know. And they're always the worst. See, that's the thing now. NBA, if you know someone that, from college, then that means they're terrible. If they were there three or four years, they're like, what's wrong with you? Why are you here? Why aren't you overseas? Why aren't you doing something else other than college basketball? Then if we do know you from college, maybe because you didn't play. Like uh, Cam Whitmore from Villanova. He's going from everywhere from four to like nine. But he's been injured his entire time. So anyway, um, let's see here. Let's give out the first bomb. A guy who I like, uh, I'm going to give out is Cody, Kobe Burf, Cody Burfkin. He is, let's see, Buffkin, Kobe Buffkin. He's a guard from Michigan. He's someone I know. <laughs> His over under is 12 and a half. Um the uh, I like I think he's going to go at he's he's apparently he's Scott's on a rise. I think Orlando takes him around 11. Either way, I think he's going to go under 12 and a half. So I want to give out Kobe Buff it's minus 165. Kobe Buffkin under 12 and a half. We're going to bomb that. That's right. Players are dropping down to bo Captain Sena. Welcome to the chat. Dropping like bottom line bombs. Some are going up. Some are coming down. Kobe's on the way up. You can also get Kobe in a head-to-head -head matchup. And, and by the way, I recommend betting on the NBA draft if you want to entertain him because there's no other way to enjoy this thing because you don't know who these fucking guys are. Um, so I like to lock in a couple matchups. So we're going to go Kobe Buffkin under 12 and a half. And then we're going to – I like his head-to-head -head Versus Kaysen Wallace. Kaysen Wallace, that guy from Kentucky. They're head-to-head. -head. Buffkin, it's minus 250 now. That thing really flew up. I got it earlier. I hate to recommend anything at minus 250, but I think this is a lock. So we're going to give Buffkin Kobe heads up versus Kaysen bomb it. That's two Kobe Buffkin bombs. Uh, I say mock draft for Casey Wallace going 15, 16. He is slipping. His over-under is 12 and a half. That is also at minus 250. I got that at minus 150. These are these are tough. If you could parlay, I don't know if you could probably correlate that parlay, but let's do Casey Wallace over 12 and a half. We'll bomb that. 
But let's try let's try to get you one that's not as juice. So I we got basically we have Kobe Bufkin versus Casey Wallace. Case Wallace over 12 and a half. Kobe Bufkin under 12 and a half. And now we're gonna do uh, let's see. Here's what I like. That kind of goes against the grain. Taylor Hendricks from Central Florida. People had him at number three, and he is slipping, like Captain Insano said, dropping down the board like a bottom line bomb itself. Um, I'm looking at a mock draft here that has him going number seven. I think he's, I, his over under is eight and a half. Now it was one fifteen. Now it's at one fifty five. Apparently he's dropping a lot too. I don't. I follow the steam when it comes to and when it comes to draft trading, you just got to follow the steam. And sometimes you got to pay these prices because. Yes, sometimes there is misinformation, but more likely than not, it's not. No one's, no one's creating any interest in drafting these things. Like uh, the, the, the days of Vladi Divac coming out of the plane smoking a cigarette. Remember that Jerry West, like smoke a cigarette, Vladi, so teams won't want to draft you. The way they, I mean, that's just that's, people do scouting now. They know all this shit now. So anyway, um, we're gonna go go Taylor Hendricks over eight and a half. We'll bomb that. Got to pay 155 now. So that's four NBA draft bombs. Taylor Hendricks over eight and a half. Kaysen Wallace over 12 and a half. Kobe Bufkin under 12 and a half. And Kobe Bufkin over Kaysen Wallace. Bomb all of those. One more bomb of sound. That'll do it for the uh, NBA draft preview and bombs. Let me see. Where, where are we at? Oh, Jesus Christ. Let me get, now let me get, ease in to some golf for you. The Travelers Championship in Hartford, Connecticut. I have to do this because I gave out the 90 to 1 winner last week with Wyndham Clark at the U.S. Open here at the LA Country Club from Saudi Wood. Da, 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 Saudi Wood. So now they're bouncing right back with another tournament out in Hartford. They got to go cross country, and there's like 20 million of us. So this is a big tournament, so they, they have to go. They kind of have to play. I'll tell you what I am sick of is people complaining about the crowd at the LA, at the LA Club. Like, oh, enough of the LA. No more golf tournaments in LA. No more majors in LA. The fans were, were subdued and they didn't have enough people there. They love it's such a tired trope to make fun of LA sports fans. First of all, LA sports fans are just like anyone else. Yeah, the rich aren't. The rich are fucking least. But like, this was at a country club. I love golf fans looking down upon other golf fans as snooty. Yeah, who the fuck do you think you are? All these people. It was the country club. It's a private course that doesn't allow Jews. <laughs> they had their first black member when they were 1990 in 1991. 91! Yeah, it's not L.A. It's the country club. And they're like that all over the country. But some just allow other more riffraff to come in there and buy their $12 fucking waters. And run over the course. So you have Wyndham Clark won the U.S. Open. He's been celebrating and he's playing in this thing. Uh, that was another thing. Not any complaint about the LA sports fans. So someone on Twitter, when I go for it, try to like dug up Wyndham Clark's old tweets. I, anytime someone becomes a hero, like a celebrity overnight, and Wyndham Clark, you know, whatever, winning the U.S. Open coming out of nowhere, unless you listen to us, they dig up their old tweets, you know. I'm like, oh, look at this. So they dug up an old Wyndham Clark tweet where he liked, he liked like some January 6th stuff or Donald Trump shit or anti I don't know what he liked. Um, <laughs> Bill Cruz, what's the overrunner that the NBA.com turns into a bat during a telecast? <laughs> anyway, um, so they talked about Wyndham Clark's. Bill Cruz is Bill Cruz is the uh, what's the over under guy for, for part of the show. I like it. Welcome to the chat, Bill Cruz. What's the over under? <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the guy. So they dig up Wyndham Clark's tweets and they're like, he, hey, he's liking January six tweets. We're gonna have a conversation about this or nah? No, we're not. You know why? Because he's a PGA golfer. Uh, do you know what PGA golfer? They're all walking corporations. That's how ninety nine percent of them are all fucking those people. They're those Republicans. Not just that one. And, you know, and I get it. You know why? Because they're all rich. white. They're all, I mean, the system's for them. 
They should be. That's why, like, when they made fun of Tom Brady, because he had a, not made fun of him, but they're like, what the fuck? You have that MAGA hat behind you. He's voting Republican. Yeah, no shit. He's a billionaire. That's what they should do. It protects their money. They're dumb if they don't. Anyway. So, when, but back to Wyndham Clark. He's playing in his U.S. Open. And there's video of him drinking out of the U.S. Open cup at bars and clubs and partying it up. He's been partying this week. And now he's got a flat to Hartford. He's got a 7 a.m. tea time on Thursday. And if you remember, when we faded Brooks Kepka after winning the PGA, and that was just a live tour, we wound up winning, although Kepka wound up playing better than we thought he was going to be. He, uh, <laughs> it turns out world-class athletes can handle hangovers better than uh, we can. We learned that the hard way. But Wyndham Clark, I don't think, is a world-class drinker like Kepka. He's certainly not a world-class athlete like that. He's a great golfer. So I think he is not going to give a fuck or a shit or a uh, Joe Biden, if you will, about this tournament coming up. He is plus 190 to miss the cut. We're going to bomb that real quick. And we're going to play both his matchups that are offered on Bet Online. Once versus heads up versus Fitzpatrick. Wyndham Clark versus Fitzpatrick. We'll take we'll take Fitzpatrick minus 120. Bomb that. And an even better one, we got Ricky Fowler versus Wyndham Clark. Fowler, minus 140. You got to pay a little extra for that. We'll do that. Bomb it. That's even better because it's a revenge angle because they were the final pairing of the U.S. Open. Now, the only little hiccup with that is will Ricky Fowler be drained from his U.S. Open form? Because that is mentally draining. It's mentally draining when you got to play on that Sunday and care. But he was he kind of bombed out pretty early, no pun intended. And he'll want to get back at Wyndham Clark. And he's and Fowler's on the way up. He's been, he's been golfing great despite the uh, Sunday at the U.S. Open. But this is more of a fade of Wyndham Clark partying. He's a new partier. You know when you get that new money, and then, then he's going to come in cocky, thinking he can win it, thinking he deserves to be there. You can tell his odds are like 60 to 1 to win. So anyway, we'll get out of that. Um, all right. So we're going we're gonna to fade Wyndham Clark being hungover. I love playing, I love playing against a hungover golfer. Tin cup style. Um, all right. We're also going to give out some long shot bombs just in case they hit again. I'm going to give out three bombs that are over 110 to one each. This is pretty nuts. Last, last week we hit 90 to one Wyndham McClark. If you hit that, we're free rolling. So the travelers in Hartford, it's a star stud. It's a star studded tournament. Okay. They're all there. Scheffler's there. John Rahm's there. Uh, Victor Hovland, Patrick Candelay, Colin Marakarwa, who I do like at 20 to 1. Everyone likes him, though. Um, but I, I will say this. Playing the U.S. Open is draining. Even if he did take off the Sunday, John Rahm's made that point where he's like, yeah, if you don't really care, if, you, if the pressure's not on Sunday, it's, not, it's nowhere near as draining. We can easily bounce back, and I'm sure they can. They're private jetting it all the way over there. But it does leave an opportunity for people who do not play in the U.S. Open. And he's long shot bombs. Here's a couple long shot bombs. Three of them. I'm going to about three of them. Dart, throw those guys and throw them in top 20 as well. You can get them top 10. You get plus money as well. So if any of them come in the top 20, you'll still win money. All right. We're going to give out uh, Aaron Rye at 110 to 1. Bomb it. Austin Eckroat, 110 to 1. Bomb it. And Mark Hubbard. At 150 to 1. Bob it. Look at that. Those are three bombs over 110 to 1. And i tell you what another guy I like at 55 to 1, who's a great player, Soon Jin. Don't bomb him too. I don't even consider him a long shot, but at 55 to 1, that's great odds. Uh, but everyone knows like Carl. I'll give out Carl, Colin Mar, Carl. Just everyone, I mean, even though a lot of people are playing at 20 to 1, he's play, he plays great at this course. So that's two solid picks, three bombs, and then, of course, the prop bombs against Wyndham Clark. And that'll do it for the golf talk at the Travelers. Soon JM. Oof, he's great. 
he can hit any shot. Although he's he's been a little inconsistent. That's why you're getting that number. Anyway, I don't even want to break into Korean golf. I have a whole thing I can get into with Korean golf. But we gotta we gotta we gotta hurry things up. Let's get to the box. I don't know why I do that voice, but I do. I do that voice. That's pretty fucking annoying. I'm calling myself annoying. Um, all right. Welcome to the box. So that was all my uh, plays. I, I'm, well, I'm just looking at myself locked in tight here in the box. And, and again, thank you for everyone joining us on YouTube. I have my Cracker Barrel hat since it's Pride Month. <laughs> uh, shout out to Bill Cruiser. They got the uh, Cracker Barrel did a thing for Pride Month, and then uh, conservative Twitter went after the went after them as well. Well, Cracker Barrel with a tweet: Cracker Barrel has fallen. I hate to tell you, anti wokers. What a hilarious title! Cracker Barrel has fallen. I like that. I like Cracker Barrel, even if they are uh, they have racist vibes to it. People like to say. I think it's uh, you know. It's the white El Pollo Yoko, if you ask me. But they have great breakfast. And I'll tell you what, and I always said that my my breakfast leans right. I'm I'm I, I don't agree with their politics, but I agree with their breakfasts. You go to a you go to a Republican diner and there's like Wheel of Fortune on TV or Price is Right, and people are reading old fashioned newspapers with ink on their hands. You're gonna get some good breakfast, all right? You're gonna get some good hash browns. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Bill Cruz, our, uh, who says, "Yeah, we as a gay man," he says, "Yeah, we were all running to Cracker Barrel for mimosas." Why not? There's got to be some gay hicks down there, right? Let's, let's look at good gay breakfast. <laughs> um, good grits is right, Captain Insano says. Absolutely. Anyway, where was I? Oh, we got to talk about the submarine story. This is this. Speaking of Twitter, this is overtaking Twitter. Twitter is a hellhole of a place. But now, just when you thought it was gonna go, it was gonna die. It rallied together. Twitter came together, rose up, and everyone agreed to cheer on the deaths of five billionaires. To die in the most horrible way possible. Way to go, Twitter. Everyone's celebrating the pop, pro, probable death of this submarine. It's a uh, submarine that's lost. It got lost. It's called Subversive Tours. And it was a submarine tour. $250,000 a seat to go look at the Titanic wreckage. <laughs> like, deep into the plums of the fucking ocean bottom. And then... Uh, I guess an Xbox controller went out. I don't know that all the details of the story. An Xbox controller went out. They couldn't open a hatch. Of course, you can't open a hatch. You're fucking leagues under the sea, which actually isn't even how you measure d depth. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's a great Saturday Live sketch with Kelsey Grammer, by the way, what are doing 10,000 leagues under the sea, and he's explaining to them how that's actually incorrect. Anyway, don't want to get into that. Um, Oh, yeah. He'll get down and go to Republican breakfast. You're goddamn right, Bill Cruz. So everyone's happy that the submarine, that people are going to die underwater in a submarine, which is amazing because, you know, it's rich people going down there for the Titanic. But it's not just the rich people. It's not like they fucking took a rowboat themselves. You have guides down there and there's, you know, scientists and apparently to to fund these exploration trips they have to have they have to get these rich people to fund it and you know throw some bullshit in there. Yeah, you can go see the Titanic which first of all why the fuck would you even want to look at the Titanic wreckage? Um so it's kind of weird everyone rooting for these people dying. And, and could you imagine a worse way of dying than trapped under in the deep bowels of the ocean in a fucking submarine? Good Lord. Have you seen his billionaire's stepson? He's been funny. <laughs> so the guy that's down there, Hamish Harding, is a British billionaire. And his stepson, Brian Saz, he's been on Twitter. He likes some only fan, some only he he put out some bullshit like 
pray for my family. They're lost at sea. Some OnlyFans girls like, can I send your face? He's like, absolutely. Then he went to a Blink-182 concert. And people are fucking frying him for that. What are you doing going to a Blink-182 show? While people are sc- while people are looking for your stepfather. And I kind of agree with him. He goes, yeah, I went to Blink-182 last night. What am I supposed to do? Sit at home and watch the news? Not sorry. This band has helped me through hard times since 1998. This guy's 37. Um, one, he's right. What are you supposed to do? Sit, sit at home and watch the news? I mean, get the updates? He's not going to be able to help. You know how fucking, you know hard it is? To, first of all, and he's dead. I'm not going to be saying, trust, he ain't coming back. But also, Blink-182 helped you through hard times? What? There's songs about skateboards and Slurpees. I mean, hey, I like them. Mark Coppas and all. Good for you. They're fun. They're a fun band, but hard times. But they did have that one song, Adam's song. It was about suicide, and it was uh, based off the one of their fans that killed themselves. His name was Adam. And then so they made a song, anti-suicide song, Adam's song, and then their fans uh, were playing it as they killed themselves. They used it as motivation to him. So, yeah. Maybe stop letting the drummer write songs. Maybe stop letting Travis write a song. Anyway, um, so he's like, uh, <laughs> sounds about whites as Buffy goes. I know. And, Matt, and I imagine the billionaires like, what do you think your kids are doing now? Oh, my kid? Oh, he's probably not giving a fuck. He's he's dry. He's draining. You know, he's milking this as far as all as he can for sympathy. And now he's probably going out of concert, spending my money. And I get. I tell you what, this idiot doesn't know. Don't post it. Go to the Blink One Eight Two show. Listen to your Slurpees and fucking Frisbee songs. But don't post on social media. There, hey, having a great time. Also, pray for my family. They are under. <laughs> they are at the Earth's core. Their heads are exploding. Stay out of the goddamn ocean. Jesus Christ. I mean, how here's the thing. I've always been I've always been a proponent of that. The ocean is the opposite of our world. It goes down, we go up. It breathes water and oxygen suffocates it. We are the opposite. I don't want to know what's down there. I don't want to know what's in the scowls of the fucking earth. I don't even like to be honest with you, that's why I barely even like seafood. We just, I just don't trust it. We don't belong there. They don't belong up here. We are the fish out of the water. We shouldn't be exploring down. So that's the problem, too, with this thing. See, so rich people, they don't... They, they're an adventurer. By the way, I'm looking at the five people in this room. An adventurer. Imagine that's your fucking profession. I'm a French adventurer. What's that mean? You, sl- I sleep with women and lie to people. That's what that means. That's what your that's what your job is. So they don't know what to do with their money. So they go, go let's go check out the Titanic. <laughs> and the problem is, it's fine if you want to go do that shit. It's be high, it's highly dangerous. But the problem is, once things go wrong, and they're going to go wrong, it's the ocean that ha- it happens all the time. Now people have to go rescue your fucking rich ass. And that's the problem now is that everyone's on this rescue mission and now it's dangerous for them. Now now regular people who don't have to, who don't have millions to waste on a goddamn sea cruise are going to fuck might, might die trying to save you. That's why if you're going to blow your money, blow it on private jets and trying to become a pilot. I don't. That's why I don't mind when celebrities get so rich they want to fly things and then they wreck and die. And we don't either. The FAA doesn't either. There's barely even laws against that because like, they're not harming anyone. Roy Halliday, you want to you do a fucking inverted 180 and give the finger five inches above the, a pond on a lake in Medford somewhere? Fine. You're going to die, though. But we're not putting laws up against it because, ah, who are you hurting except for your family? But with the ocean, now other people have to come and get involved. And that's where it gets bad. <laughs> oh, I'll put that one up there. Bill Cruz, that's a good one. All the 
small things, and the ocean, which is them being dead. Um, like I said, so I, I'm not rooting for people dying, but except for the only one, root, the only one really rooting for them to die actually seems like the stepson, the Blink 182 fan. <laughs> uh, he later deleted the post. I should I should say that. Because the mom, Linda, asked to delete all related posts. Thanks for the support. Um, this is amazing. Here's his post. Here's his Blink-182 post on his Instagram story. My stepdad, Hamish, is on the submarine lost at sea. I'm devastated. But coming to San Diego show tonight. To, for, he tweeted at Blink-182. So you guys can give me hope and cheer me up. And his he, he tagged all the fucking members of Blink-182. Blink-182's got to be like, leave me out of this, bro. Bruh, leave me out of this, bruh. Hard time since 1998. Spring break MTV. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm at an hour already. Subversive touring. I will say. If you die on the Titanic a hundred years after the Titanic went down, you deserve you you do you do deserve to die. If you voluntarily, not if you're part of the crew. I should I should say that. What the fuck are you even gonna look at down there? James Cameron going down there. Everything was, was, just, was fascination with going down there in the water. I don't care. You're not gonna nothing's there gonna help us. You know, it's not even like space exploration. Not really getting into stupid stuff. Not, <laughs> not really getting into my Joe Rogan phase where I'm just, just not talking about anything I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. That's another thing that's been pretty funny, too, was the uh, the whole RFK Jr. demanding a debate. It's fun. That's a fun thing we're doing. Doctors, get a debate! Debate these comedians! Maybe people show up to our houses. Hey, I don't condone that. I'm just, I just tell people to do it. Let me get some more comments up there. <laughs> Blink way too. Dedicate our next song. We live in a yellow submarine. That would be that. Tell you what, that would be Blink way too. Sense of humor. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> New charity, Talatina. <laughs> Please donate millions and millions of people struggling in the submarines. I know people are talking about the hatch. I heard they had problems with the hatch. What? First of all, you can't open the hatch miles underneath the fucking ocean water. And if you can, I don't know how you know, I don't know if you would know how submarines work, but then water would get in. That's like the old screen door in a submarine Polish joke, which I don't agree with. <laughs> Polish getting strays. Anyway, that's gonna do it. That's got. I gotta wrap. I gotta. I gotta wrap this up. Although some, so I think everyone's rallying around the story because first of all, you haven't had a good submarine story in a while, and we love some good old submarines. There's a good. I mean, there used to be a bunch of good submarine movies. You know, Sean Connery and Rock, you know, Hudson and whatever the fucking Red October. I love a good submarine movie. It's all about turning the submarines around, shooting leagues, and hearing bangs as a noise of communicating, but. It's the helicopter of the ocean, the submarines. They're all, it's always a disaster, and it's rich people in them. R.I.P. Kobe. Anyway, he wanted to beat traffic. See, at least Kobe wanted to beat Sunday L.A. traffic. That I can get behind, you know? I'd risk my life for that as well. But to find a fucking Titanic boat? Who gives a shit? Who cares? Find the Edmund Fitzgerald. You've lots in Lake Michigan. Anyway, all right. But what do I know, as I say, I'm just, uh, you know. I mean, I'm just here to bring diversity to this set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Sure. Point guard position. <laughs> I stay deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> That's how we are. What? There's millionaires on a vacation trying to find who paid money just to see the Titanic? I stay deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway. All right. That's going to do it for today's Bottom Line Bombs. Thank you, everybody, for joining the YouTube chat. Make sure you like and subscribe on the button, all that. Uh, five stars for the Spotify's and YouTube. Subscribe to all that. I need all the help I can get. 
I need everything. Tell 50,000 of your friends, too, if you can, to download the episodes. Um, or subscribe to my other podcast, The Blackout Diaries, with Sean Flannery. We have a great episode this week with uh, Tom Clark, who's hilarious. Um, I'm actually not sure what we do. It's a drinking story podcast, if you like those other drinking stories I told. Anyway, um, follow me on the audiences and all that stuff and enjoy. Enjoy. That's why I do these things again when I tell people to enjoy the fucking. Um, oh, sorry. Enjoy the games. Like when people tell you to do that. Thanks. I wasn't going to do it until you told me to do that. All right. Let me. Uh Goodbye, everybody. You guys are amazing. See you Monday.